Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Jack Panda, and I bring you episode 169 of Jack Panda Speaks. For those of you that are new, this is an unedited, raw flow of thoughts and feelings. And as always, it's at your own risk that you embrace the unknown with me here today. Slightly unknown. Because I do have a vague idea of what I'd love to share today. I have a very exciting vision um, of sacred food evolving into something bigger than itself, bigger than us. I mean, it's always been beyond us. It's not about us. It started off as an extension of us, um, but it's slowly we've slowly been incorporating other people and. I have this vision of it becoming kind of separate from us where it becomes a platform. So I want to talk about this platform idea that I have that seems very clear, but there's also a gap between where we are now and that platform and how the mind always gets ahead of itself and how I need to just step back and, okay, I have this vision, it's clear, but let's come back to the present and see where we're at now and take it one step at a time. I also want to wish you a happy new year. If this is something that you celebrate, um, it's the 7th of January now, so the first week of the new year. It can also symbolize nothing for you, because it is, you know, in essence, it's another day, another week. <laughs> but in my culture and in many cultures, it's it's quite symbolic um, for a lot of people and, you know, people setting New Year's resolutions. Um, so if you have set any for this year, good luck. Although I would also say, don't wait for the new year to change your life. Um, if you feel the need for change, change. I know it's easier said than done, but if you're if you're waiting for the right time, it's not the good. It's not a good way to go about it because the right time never comes. <laughs> <clears throat> That's just another excuse not to not not to make the change. But anyway, let's not go. Let's not get too deep into that rabbit hole. Let's go back to the topic of conversation today, which is. Um, the first digital marketplace, food marketplace, not the first digital marketplace, the first homemade, the, the first digital marketplace for homemade food. So let's, let's look at what sacred food is right now, especially the sacred food delivery service that we offer, which is we cook a variety of products on a weekly basis um, and deliver them to people's homes, right? So it's from peer to peer. We, we do have the online shop with Shopify, but there's not really any intermediary. We sell direct to end consumer, which is amazing, right? It's very personal, very intimate. Um, um, and not only that, we have what we call sacred suppliers. So at the moment, we have around seven, I think. So not only do we cook and have our products on the shop, but we've invited seven other people at the moment, which is growing, to have their products on the shop as well, right? So our customer base can order different products from different suppliers and have them delivered all at once. We, I still deliver them personally myself. So what's the vision? The vision is that, you know, you look at where we came from. It started off just being me and Karina cooking food and delivering it. Then we started adding on these sacred suppliers. So we're at a point where it's not only us, but us together with the sacred suppliers. So it's, it's a bunch of home cooks putting love into food and, and wanting to spread homemade food and, 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 make homemade food more available right not only because we're passionate about cooking it and eating it but we also love other people enjoying 
knowing that other people are enjoying homemade food because we know it's good for them, right? It's good for them, it's good for the planet. It's just a win-win-win. So that's that's been the 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 razor sharp focus of sacred food from the very beginning, right? Homemade food, make make homemade food not more not just more readily available for people to buy, but also empower people with skills and knowledge so they can not only get excited but have the capacity to cook homemade food as well. Um, so whatever it is, sacred food does. It's about spreading this you know bug for homemade food, basically. So with the platform, we can amplify this. Um, at the moment, we've amplified it slightly because we've incorporated another seven other humans. That, so that means we can we can supply not only a, a wider variety of products, but we can uh, produce more volume because there's more people cooking, right? <clears throat> one one thing I do want to mention, which is really important for me, is that whether even even if the the platform it becomes a platform and it scales, it's very important to mention that the ordering and the delivery for the customer needs to be centralized. So even though people go into the Sega Food eShop and they can order from different suppliers, it's all in one shop, so they can order it all at the same place and put everything in the same basket and pay for everything in one go, but they also get it all delivered together. So for me, this is very important moving forward. No matter how we evolve and expand and scale, these two, these two or one centralized ordering and delivery payment order delivery and payment is very important for me so we have come across a platform that we could invest in um, so you basically buy, buy a software which it's a digital marketplace so you can have a platform which would be the sacred food marketplace and then we can have different profiles for different uh, like mini for the producers basically so what are what we we call our sacred suppliers now they could each have their own shop within the marketplace so it's kind of like taking shopify to the next level because shopify has that limitation where it's only one shop okay you can have different suppliers within the shop but they can't have their own shop so with this new platform it's about each of them having their own shop so they can also upload the food themselves with the the they have access to the software which at the moment isn't the case <laughs> at the moment everything's coming through us so it's all also about creating a platform where i actually t or we take some weight off of our shoulders and we don't become um even though we will be in control of the platform we we give access to the suppliers um in a way that you know they can update their profiles they can do the photos they can do all of this stuff that at the moment come all comes through me which becomes a bit too much right especially if we think of the sacred suppliers growing get to a point where I wouldn't have the capacity to do everything manually myself um, also there's also the idea of you know at the moment we're very selective about our products which I think we still should there should be standards and guidelines like has to be homemade has to be I don't know genuine you know certain golden rules that if you don't um, conform with them you can't use the platform but that being said I think if we want to scale the platform, it should be a little bit more open at the same time. It shouldn't be the case that because I don't like the taste of a product, I don't put it on the shop, right? Because there might be someone else who does like the taste. Because personal taste is is what can be widely different. If it's a good product, it's a good product. That's one thing. If you like the taste or not is another. So it's important to, to differentiate that, I think, moving forward if we do decide to scale into this new platform. <coughs> Basically think of it as the airbnb of homemade food just like airbnb 
have offered people a platform to make money with a spare room that they have at their home, right? They're not an accommodation. They don't have any experience in uh, in hotel management or any, any anything of the kind. And people in this set up a bed and breakfast, you know, through this platform, which is quite amazing because they must have bent the laws in some form or shape, right? Because there's no way a, a room in a house can have the same standards as a room in a hotel, which is, they're actually very picky when it comes to hotels of, you know, the square meters and this and whether it's got a mini bar, whether it's not, whether it's got, you know, the size of the bed, all these different um, very uh, specific yeah, specifications that the rooms need to have in a hotel in order to have one, two, three, I don't know how many stars, or even to be considered a hotel or accommodation. Like you need to pass certain guidelines, right? So I don't know what Airbnb have done in order to allow or to, to make it legal for people just to have a BNB at their home. I think it's awesome. It's giving power to the people. Um, but I also wanna try and do the same with, cause you can't certify a domestic kitchen to be commercial, for example but I want to give people the power to make homemade food and sell it to people, right? So there must be a way similar to how Airbnb have made that possible for uh, accommodation. There must, be the, there must be a similar thing we can do so it's legal for people to cook food at home and sell it to other people, right? So the platform becomes that basically. It becomes a platform that empowers individuals that know how to cook to cook some food and to make so you're you're not only creating employment you know, you're generating wealth for people but you're also connecting people that some people like to cook and some people like to eat homemade food so you're just creating this the, you're becoming the intermediary without being the intermediary basically like airbnb so there is a third party which would be us would be the platform it's like facebook or any of these platforms you know but like uber uber they don't own taxis they don't you know <laughs> the driver owns the car and they work when and if they wish you know so it's just offering that freedom of like freelance lifestyle and being able to make money um and more importantly as we spoke about before making homemade food more readily available right and i think this is something that's been it's been tried already, like the Airbnb of homemade food, uh, but it hasn't worked for whatever reason. And I think one of the key factors is that it's normally, okay, I go on the platform and I order from one chef, right? One meal or one product or multiple products from one producer. But what we want to do is people can go on the marketplace and order from a variety of producers in their area and get it all delivered at once. So obviously it's more logistically complicated, but I'm thinking if we had some kind of um, bolt service or Uber Uber food, not using them, but creating our own within the company. So we own every every step of the process. Eventually, we'd probably create our own software, but we'd use this platform that I found, this software, um, to, for proof of concept. But eventually, you'd have your own platform, your own software, your own delivery service, and you'd own all the you know, the whole vertical um, of product and distribution right um i don't know where i was going with that totally lost the lost the thread of thought but yeah that's that's basically the the idea um airbnb of homemade food digital marketplace for homemade food 
Um, I think it has so much potential. Um, ah, yes, the delivery service. So my idea with a delivery service is if, let's say, I, a customer goes on the website, they order multiple products from different producers on Gozo Island, um, that gets, so each, on the back end, each producer gets an ind independent order, so they know what, what they have to make, right? They, have it, they, have, they all have to have it ready at their, own, at their homes for a particular date and time. And then the, we have a bunch of deliverers, right? And they all receive a message saying, you know, you've got this order um, from these producers to collect. So depending on who's, you know, who, gets, who decides to go for it, depending on maybe they live on that particular side of the island. So the deliverer says, oh, yeah, I'll take that, you know. So there's also that freedom from the deliverer's standpoint to take to take it, um, and and then they they go to the the different producers, they collect the different um, products, and then they deliver it all in one go. So we'd have to figure out an incentivizing system to make that work, so the deliverers would be more than willing to do it. Um, I don't know, like I don't know the ins and outs of the whole process, but for me it's yeah the vision. There's a lot of clarity around the vision as a whole, as a whole system. And obviously the details would be something of um, figuring out over time. But I just wanted to plant the seed on this podcast um, for this project, for this vision, this platform. Um, if you're listening and you think you can help out with the project or you'd like to invest or, you know, whatever because this is also something that i realized that the shopify was something i could set up and, and manage pretty much by myself um but a platform like this requires uh, more minds more yeah just more manpower you know um it's also beyond my expertise if i want this system you know even with shopify i had to get help with the back the back end of like the programming and the software as such for specific things so with a platform of this scale especially when it grows i will definitely need a team of people i would definitely need help um, with the tech side um yeah so if you're listening and you think you could, you could you'd love to contribute you'd love to support or you'd love to invest or whatever it is that you feel feel free to reach out um and let's make this happen. Let's make homemade food available, you know, to everyone. Because it's just, you know, more and more people either have less time to cook, so they buy shit, they buy processed food, or there's just not good food available. You know, even restaurant food, it's, it's just, it's not the same food you're gonna get made at home, you know, small scale, um, I don't know. And if it is good food at a restaurant, it's too expensive for most. So this is going to make it more affordable, more available. And yeah, it's just going to impact the health of our population, the health of the environment. And yeah, the health of our bank accounts as well for those that are going to sell food. <laughs> I mean, why not? So yeah, I'm excited. I plant the seed and we'll just see what it grows into. Thanks for listening. And, um, yeah, I'll speak to you soon, I guess. Ciao for now.